What up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. This is season two, episode number five. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. And this is a show about self-understanding, growth, and just some real motherfucking shit. We're here to help us think different, you know, provide new perspectives, here to help entertain, educate, make an impact, all that good shit. So there's one thing about this show. It's all original. That's right. It's all original. Motherfucker, we ain't ever stole your style. So, few things before we get into this. Um, I'm your host, California Cal. Not one of those Californians. For those of you guys out of state or out of country, because California used to be like the shit, the place to be. But because of a bunch of weird fucking politics and this and that and some, it's gone beyond that to where we have this whole new group of fucking weird people who are just trying to make shit what it's not and are on these little mini power trips people from out of state call them the blue hair people and it's these people who are like men are women and women can be men and not in the sense of like okay trans not that stuff we're talking about like they actually oh no so let me reset they believe that you could be neither and that's just fucking weird these people think you can literally be neither man or woman and they call themselves non-binary is fucking stupid it's straight up stupid it doesn't make sense and it's just fucking weird i'm not gonna get into that shit pisses me off because it's so stupid that it's not worth getting pissed off about so you know i i should say i'm a big fan of believe whatever the fuck you want but at the same time if it's affecting other people negatively fuck you and stop <laughs> And the reason why this upsets me is because people are teaching elementary school kids this. And there was an example of this teacher talking about it. Oh, I'm non-binary. I'm not a man or a woman. And she said she was explaining this to her. It was somewhere between like kindergarten and third grade. And third graders. And she's like, and one of the third, or bleh, verbal vomit. One of the students was like, so if you're not a man or a woman, are you, are you dead? <laughs> and it's like, well shit you know what i mean like fuck so yeah anyways there's one thing is like i don't deal with i, I mean sorry, let me say this. i cannot stand bullies and when i feel bullied i will fucking fight dude and there was a line that crazy bone said and it goes something like this they think i'm quiet then they look at my size and they figure they can try a mother they can let's try that again he says it so fast, I didn't really practice this. He says something like, they think I'm quiet. Then they look at my size and they figure they can try, try me like a motherfucker won't swing back or something. Or even pull out a nine out of my jacket and just start dumping. Fuck them. Like, yo, for me, I see myself as a fucking warrior. Thing is, not like a warrior for to just go hurt people. I see, I see and, and recognize myself as a warrior of love and what's right and... I'm a warrior of light. I stand for what's right. So, with that being said, that's what the fuck we do here. So, we're going to get into a few things that are that kind of deviate from what the fuck I've just been saying, but uh it's still all in alignment with it. So, number 1, we got this is some really deep shit and I feel like one of my superpowers on this planet and in this lifetime is to be able to take really 
crazy deep complex life understandings and make them very fucking simple for myself and others to understand. I don't ever try to use words that I don't know or understand or anything like that. So like I consciously shrink down words so I know exactly what the fuck they mean. So I know exactly what the fuck I'm saying. So I know what picture I'm painting. Right. So the first thing, this is a fucking dope ass question. And this had me thinking in so many different ways. And it's just about happiness, happiness in general. So the question is happiness. Is it a feeling or is it a state of mind? Hmm. Let's think about that. What do you guys think? Is happiness a feeling or a state of mind? Because we feel happy, we can... Excuse me. (laughs) We can feel happy... Oh, excuse me. I like just drank the right sip of coffee and it just got me all like... Um... Feeling happy can often happen without putting our mind, our mind state in that place. So at the same time, we can feel shitty and have the mind state of happiness. I'm trying to be happy. We can think about happy things. We can purposely, we can feel like shit and go purposely look, view, and indulge in thoughts and different ways of putting our brain into it. So at the same time, we can feel happiness. So I think this is kind of like a trippy thing. And where I'm taking this is actually even a little bit different than it even being a feeling or state of mind. I think happiness in biggest general terms is an emotion. I think, and I've experienced, that happiness is an emotion. Now, with that being said, emotions come and go, right? So how do we harness the power of that continuously? Because if you think about other emotions, how do we harness those continuously? Well, when you feel sad or you feel depressed, it's easy to start just jumping into that and staying that way for longer and longer periods of time. So how do we do that with happiness? If we're able to indulge, if we're able to have that state of mind, have that emotion, have that feeling, jump into it and stay there, How do we do that with happiness? Well, I don't believe that happiness is this thing you can maintain forever because feeling sad has to happen. We've got to feel the whole range of our emotions. Oh, and that little clip I used from that audio soundbite, that's from the (laughs) Bone Thugs and Harmony song, all original from the album Art of War. I do not own any rights or anything like that. Um, They get full credit for that. I just used that small little clip. Anyway, (laughs) had to say that with happiness it's not something we can be constantly it's the same thing it's like you can't be mad constantly and if you do feel mad constantly i guarantee you 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 feel sad inside of there you feel hopeful or hopeless at some point inside of there you see what i'm saying so how i'm relating to this like what do we call somebody who's sad all the time What do we call them? Depressed. What do we call somebody that's happy all the time? Well, we don't really have a fucking word for that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people will say blissfully ignorant. A lot of people will say, oh, he's just lucky, happy, go lucky, whatever. You know, it's like it's a weird thing like that. There's not we all recognize and and acknowledge how simply 
depression exists and lives. But what about the opposite? What about somebody who's like happy often? So where I kind of take this whole thing for a left turn or a U-turn, I don't know the phrase, (laughs) where this whole thing takes a turn is that I think that happiness is something that we live into. Like it's, it's a, it's like we can create the context of happiness and live into it the same way that people say, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I suffered with depression for three years. I suppression, I suffered with depression for five years, 10 years. All right. Well, what's the opposite? Hmm. So what I'm discovering as I practice gratitude every day is that when we practice gratitude, it's like, it's almost like gratitude is the opposite of depression. Now, keep in mind, I'm no professional. This is just my own experiences. And I'm not discounting depression. It's real and it happens. And there's times where you cannot climb the fuck out of it. And that's okay. Damn, dude. Why? Because that's often what it takes to build up gratitude and appreciation and ultimately shifts our whole mind state from depression to feeling freedom and happiness and self-expression. So... With happiness, I think it's a way of life. You know what I mean? It's something, it's the same way that depression is a way of life. So how do you live in to your depression? How, what, what is it that keeps reinforcing it and supporting it? Well, same thing with your happiness. What is it that has you live into happiness and keep growing and supporting it? Right? Damn, dude. So this is a trippy thing. So to me, yes, we cannot be happy all the time. That's not real happiness. If you're happy all the time, that's fake. You're lying to yourself and avoiding certain things. And I would I would do this in ways because, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It wasn't fake, though. Like, I would just make peace with shit. I don't know. Okay. Just accept it. But within just accepting things on such a grand scale, like, that's ah, life. I was kind of resigned. Like, my fight wasn't there. It was kind of just like cool, you know, like, let it be, like, yeah, people die, that's fucking God's plan, what am I gonna do about it, at the same time, there's certain things we can do and say, and certain actions we can take to not have us go that way, or handle shit like that, so, when it comes to happiness, I think anybody who's focused on trying to be happy needs to stop, I don't think it's smart, The same way anybody who's just so focused on depression and identifying with that, I don't think that's smart. I don't think that's a wise idea to go and live into this thing of happiness. Because then whenever we don't feel happy, then what are you? You see what I'm saying? It's like, well, if my whole life is based on being happy and I feel sad, which I'm supposed to, or I got my heart broken, which is supposed to, then how do you identify yourself? How do you identify with yourself? And to me, I started thinking, well, I would identify with myself with myself as a failure, right? It's like, well, I failed at living into this whole idea that I'm creating and living into that makes me feel good, that does good for me and the people around me. People want to see me happy. I want to be happy. Everybody wants to experience this. So what happens when you don't experience it? Because it's an emotion and it comes and goes, you know, it's just like an idea to live into. So rather than focus on happiness, which I think focusing on happiness is is dangerous. I don't think it's wise. I believe that we need to focus on gratitude, 
appreciation. Damn, dude. Like, for real, take that in because gratitude and appreciation can exist and do exist when you feel sad, when you got no money, when you got your heart broken, when you're happy as fuck, when you're elated, when you're anywhere in between, right? So gratitude, I believe, needs to be the focus, not happiness. When we chase happiness, we're fucking a dog chasing its own tail. You know what I'm saying? And a dog chasing its own tail goes nowhere except dizzy and confused. And what do people do when they see a dog chase their tail? They laugh or they're like, hey, stop that. That's not a good thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like if your dog show comes up and it's like and it shows gratitude and it loves you no matter what. And that that puppy feeling, the reason people love dogs, that's gratitude. That's not happiness. You know what I'm saying? You might feel happy because you're experiencing gratitude. You're having somebody experience. What you're experiencing is somebody appreciating for who you are, how you are, no matter what the fuck you did or said during that day. You could have fucking, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is extreme, but it's like you could have kicked your dog and it still comes back and is like, wow, I love you, you know? And that's crazy, but that's like an extreme version of of it, you know, but that's appreciation. It's like your dog appreciates that you're there and you're cuddling it. And even if it's appreciating that it's not getting kicked, which is, you know, pretty fucking wrong, but it's like, these are just examples of appreciation and how it works. Because think about an excited dog that's happy. Like you threw the ball. Do you want that same energy when you're trying to cuddle and snuggle in bed with your, or, you know, on the sofa or whatever? No, it's like you don't really, that, that's not the same thing. It doesn't communicate. It's like your dog's too hyper and the dog's happiness and excitement is going to come off as irritating because you want to just rest and just appreciate the moment. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not sure if this is really communicating is, or not. I don't know, whatever, but I think it makes sense. So my point being is that appreciation, gratitude, is what we need to focus on because appreciation and gratitude are not feelings. They're not emotions. Well, I mean, I guess it is a feeling and an emotion, but it's it's a muscle the way I see it. It's like it's to be exercised. The same way if you need to practice giving a speech or you need to practice giving a talk or a presentation, you practice it. You practice the words. Why would you practice the words? So you can know it, so you can exercise, so you that muscle is built, so you can show up prepared. And that's how I see gratitude is when we show up with that muscle prepared and exercised, there's nothing to really be offended about because you're appreciative of what you got and where you're at. And we start understanding that, well, just because I'm not happy about this doesn't mean that I can't appreciate or have gratitude towards this or towards what I have or what didn't what I don't have, you know? And that's one thing is like a lot of us, our gratitude is like, oh, I don't have, or we, not sorry. A lot of us thinking it's like, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. I want this. I want that. Like stop wanting shit and start appreciating shit. Cause once you start appreciating shit, more shit just starts coming. And I'm completely observing that where it's like, dude, the more I'm appreciative, like actually like where it's practiced and it's shown and it goes into real life 
that's the shit right there. You know what I'm saying? That's the part that really communicates and speaks and helps transcend people's way of thinking and life. You know, I've been uh, posting on my Instagram. So I do an exercise where I, 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 for those of you guys who know, you know, and I've shared this many times on the podcast, I have alarms. I have alarms that go off in the morning and the nighttime every day for the rest of my life. And the morning and nighttime alarms are what are three you know what are your, what are three things you're grateful for and morning and night it goes off every single day it's in my calendar it goes off every day now that has been me practicing my gratitude you know me getting ready for the speech but the speech is just life you know there's no incident where i got to go you go show off your gratitude no it's like you practice it you feel it and at, the more you feel it, the more you naturally express it. So for me, I don't even really like, want, I have no intention. Of, like when I write my gratitude stuff, I have no intention of sharing it online, but I do for whatever reason. So like I said, if you guys are fans of the show and you're only following me through the Damn Dude Podcast Instagram, I've been quiet on there. I've been putting everything more into my personal page. I'm kind of wanting to, and I'll just let you guys in on this. I'm kind of wanting to build my personal brand my my me i want people to fuck with my podcast because they fuck with me not because they saw something that caught their eye in an ad or i made it look a certain way on the internet like i'm not trying to like clickbait you i'm not trying to like trick you into listening to my show i'm not trying to do anything like that oh i just want you guys to fuck with it because you fuck with me you know what i'm saying so uh oh so real california cow at Real California Cal on Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, follow me there. Follow the the Damn Dude Podcast page too. Um, but if you want to stay up to date, like really with everything, that's what the fuck is going on. Go follow me there. Um, and I've been sharing my ten things I'm grateful for. I, I've just done it for the last couple of days. Oh, I just said that. I know. So I've been writing ten things I'm grateful for every single day in my note in a specific notebook, and. Uh, it's pretty fucking incredible because it has me appreciating shit like my sweatpants or fucking socks or shoes that cover my whole feet and fit and feel good. And you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So, yeah, so I think it's good practice. And I've seen other people share their gratitude stuff through 75 hard and all that. And I'm like, holy shit, this is powerful. I like hearing and seeing what people are grateful for because then it makes me start thinking of other things I'm grateful for. And that makes me feel happy that puts me in the state of mind of being happy because i have gratitude and i'm appreciative of what i've got and if i'm appreciative of what i've got then i don't fucking want anything else other than the tasks i need to do all i want to do is get the shit done that i have to do because i'm grateful for what i've got you know what i'm saying damn dude so practice that shit man like for reals for reals for reals for reals for reals practice some fucking gratitude and i shared this on my video a minute ago it's like dude when i first started it would when i first started with my three things in the morning and the night it was hard for me to think of one and then when i would think of one I, the, my little bitch voice would start questioning it and be like like oh no that's selfish to pick that like oh you're so entitled to pick that it's like you have a computer how dare you be grateful for your computer? There's kids starving in Africa. And it's like, well, wait, hold on a second. Like, 
yes and yes, but uh, hold on, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is the point. Uh, you know, it's like pick whatever the fuck. It could be very superficial. It doesn't matter if you're appreciative that you that you got it. That's that there's nothing really superficial about it. I mean, yeah, it's like I would give this up to feed fucking people for whatever, but that's not gonna make for the price that my laptop could sell for. Is not going to feed enough people to really make a difference. Now, if I keep using my laptop and I keep speaking to you guys and I keep sharing this stuff and that impacts people and that impacts people and that impacts people and that impacts people and the ripple effect goes on, that's going to inspire somebody to do something with the inspiration and the resources to go and make a way bigger difference than like a couple meals could provide. You see what I'm saying? So this is why it's important to not listen to that little bitch voice and just be grateful for what the fuck you've got. I would judge myself really strongly like, how are you grateful for that? Don't you know there's and it would start making comparisons and comparisons. I'm like, stop, be grateful for what I have right now. You know what I'm saying? So it was hard for me to even pick one when I first started. It was just so like, uh, like. I would judge myself so hard over picking something, you know, like I have an iPhone, like I'm so fucking entitled, but at the same time, yeah, no, yes and no, I did work for my shit, nobody just gave me this, you know what I'm saying, like I worked for it, I earned it, and we all have the ability to go and, I mean, most of us have the ability to go and earn shit to some capacity, especially with the internet now and how many ways there are to do things now. We're running out of excuses. You know what I'm saying? Look at Stephen Hawking. Like, you can't tell me, like, look at his physical condition. Is Stephen Hawking still alive? I don't, I don't even know. But if you don't know who Stephen Hawking is, for one, go look him up. But he's a dude, I, I should have researched that. I didn't even plan on talking about him. But he's like a dude, I, I want to say he has several palsy. He can't really use his body and all he can, he can't really talk, but he I don't know how the fuck he did it. Like, I don't even think he can, he can like barely use his arms and he's in a wheelchair, like a motorized one and all this. But he basically created this thing that can talk through his thoughts and his thinking. And it's like just absolutely next level type of shit. Um, And most of us listening to this are far more capable physically than Stephen Hawking is. So... You know what I'm saying? It's like there's not we really are short on excuses as to why you shouldn't do what the fuck you want to do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like what you want to create or what you want to contribute, um, anything like that. So I'm excited to talk about this next thing, dude. So hold on before we take a break. This whole happiness thing, I think if you're focused on trying to be happy, you want to feel happy stop, feel through all the crappy shit that will lead to happiness and stop focusing on happiness, stop focusing on depression, start focusing on gratitude, 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 gratitude. When you practice gratitude, you feel grateful. And Think about this, like, oh, I got to meet up with David Meltzer the other day. That was fucking incredible. And he had, and I was telling him about my gratitude practice and he was like, and then he stopped and he kind of used me as an example for the whole, 
all the people there. He's like, okay, hold on. So what does it cost you to do that? Does it cost you a dollar? Does it cost you any money to practice gratitude to say thank you? Like, fuck no. Like, well, when is gratitude accessible? Like, fuck at all times. What again, what does it cost you? Nothing. Holy fuck, dude. Damn, dude. So that's the power of gratitude. It costs you nothing. It's accessible at all times. And it basically makes you enjoy what the fuck you have, or at least provides the perspective to get you present and help you get to where the fuck you want and are trying to go. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't get exactly where the fuck you're trying to go, you're grateful for the efforts and the place that you are in, even if you didn't fucking get there yet. You know what I'm saying? Because gratitude's going to fucking... Dude, every successful person that I want to be successful like, who are rich, have fun, speak their mind, help a lot of fucking people, practice gratitude. So we're going to take a quick break. After these messages, we be right bike. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. What is good, everybody? Damn, dude. Welcome, bicycle, to the micycle. <laughs> Again, this is season two, episode five, to feel alive. Make sure you guys go share, tell a friend, uh, leave us a five star written review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the fuck. It helps us out, help us grow the show. Help get more gratitude to more motherfuckers because a lot of us in the United States are some truly ungrateful motherfuckers and it's sad. And it's okay because I'm grateful for life and the people in it, you know. So the more people that can practice gratitude will all have better attitudes and less bullshit dude we we got enough bullshit like let's meet in the middle i don't give a fuck what you are what color hair you got what type of people you like to have sex with what type of music you listen to what you like to do for fun what you don't like to do for fun who gives a fuck do what the fuck you want to do even the blue hair weirdos even those californians and even all these motherfuckers being weird in new york and then the fucking crazy some i never thought i would say this smart people in fucking florida like bro let's all meet in the middle and and stand in gratitude whether you're fucking native american you're fucking were a slave from africa you're a slave from china you're a slave from wherever whether you're fucking jewish mexican Puerto Rican, whatever whatever let's meet in the fucking middle and have some fucking gratitude you know what i'm saying it don't matter if you're fucking b's or c's fucking norteño soreño whatever the fuck we gotta come together meet in the fucking middle it doesn't matter fucking gratitude let's be fucking grateful motherfuckers <laughs> like yo so that makes me think, which way do I want to take this? What do you guys want to hear about? Mm, these are two really good points. I'm just trying to think which will uh, be more impactful in the order that it comes. Okay, I'm going to just just go on this room real quick. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my, my the one I was more excited about for less. So I don't like, you know, one thing when I listen to podcasts, I realize some there's certain people in their podcasts the last like 10, like, eh, no, the last like three to five minutes, 
they, it's like so boring and, and you just cut it off. I like to be one of those shows and I enjoy the shows where like there's a hidden fucking gem in those last minutes. And if you just caught that part, even you'd be like, holy fuck, this was all worth it. So in the sake of excuse me, creating excitement at the end of the show and leaving you a really good fucking golden gem and nugget. I'm going to do this this way. You guys won't know the difference. But I'm kind of just talking to myself. So. Making a change. What's required to fucking make a change in this lifetime? Aside from gratitude, obviously. Well, I'm going to talk about this for myself. Which is participating in this program, 75 Hard, has been so fucking life-changing for me. There's been so many different elements that I'm observing and noticing and other people in observing or noticing. And... Before any, if this is boring to you and you start tuning out, we're also going to talk about how people from your hometown will stop fucking with you once you start stepping into this power in a certain, to a certain degree and in certain ways. So there, there's some like cool shit to this too. So stick with me. Um, so I'm on day 69, <laughs> giggity giggity, of 75 hard. And I'm going to tell you. I looked at my old videos and my homegirls like telling me like, dude, like there's a huge, it's almost like night and day difference between how you were pre 75 harder at the beginning of it till now. And I was like, fuck really? So I went back and I was looking through my old videos. I was like, holy fuck. There really has been night and day difference and I feel it, but it's like when you're going through life and you're growing and doing different shit like that. It's hard to see, you know, it's the same concept of like, if you have a, a baby and then like you see them every day and then you're somebody else and you sees your kid and you're like, oh my God, they're like fucking like six inches taller. What the hell? Like they grew huge. And you're like, whoa, I didn't even notice, you know, it's because you're in it. You're in the moment, you know? So with 75 hard i look back and i'm looking at my pictures my videos the look in my eye the way that i speak the certainty and uncertainty that's in my words and vocabulary in my intensity in my projection something definitely fucking switched now for those of you who've been following along with this i reset 75 hard originally at day 38 because i took a bite of a corner of a wonton chip and with that, I reset myself, so it turned my program into 112 days, but the thing is, when you read the 75 Hard book, and you listen to the other podcasts about it, they talk about around day 50-ish or so, or or something, like 50, 60, something clicks to where you're like, have this certainty that kind of like cultivates, and I don't really know how else to explain it other than what the book says, but there's this like, sureness of self like I know what the fuck I'm doing and I know what the where the fuck I'm going and I know what I'm out to create and accomplish and all the people saying this and that I fuck them like you know what I'm saying so at the same time there's a lot of support so <laughs> so this is what's really fucking weird to me is as I start speaking up as I start stating how I am and what I do I realize, dude, 
I, I can literally go back and look at my posts on my Instagram. And if I count the people, like, I don't care about this stuff. I, it was just something I noticed. Like, I truly, I don't give a fuck. Like I said, it's just something I noticed. But I, it's like the people from my hometown were, so, like, I'm, I'm very general. Uh, well, kind of. A lot. Okay, let me let me say this a little more intentionally. A lot of people were far more supportive of fat and unsure and not as well spoken me. Damn, dude. So it's like when I will put it, I don't know what the fuck, dude. And it's like I got way more support from people from my hometown. And as I step into this certainty and the sureness of what the fuck I'm doing and my speaking gets better and my intention gets clearer, they, they stop fucking with me. Like, and it comes in terms of how many people, you know, it's like likes on, on social media is a very weird thing because it doesn't matter. It's fake. And at the same time, it is a representation of what's really going on in life, you know? And the way that I view it is like, I view it as support or not support. And at the same time, I don't really care. It's just kind of like, mm, I don't know. Like, it's not that big a deal, but it does communicate something, you know? And I think this is important, especially to the younger kids who really care about getting likes and this and that. Like, the likes don't fucking matter. I think you should use that information to find out who supports what the fuck you're talking about or what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? I think that's all it should represent. It shouldn't represent anything more than that. So I, what I'm learning is the more I speak my shit and the more I talk my talk, the more that people I've known for lesser amounts of time and I've just met and I don't know as well are far more outwardly supportive. You know, I've got the messages and DMs and, and comments and likes and shares on my posts are majority of people that I've either never met or like in person or I've met through the 75 hard community through the hashtags, through, you know, just through the program in general online, which is fucking next level. Shout out to all my 75 hard people. You guys are fucking G's, dude. Like, to take on a mental toughness challenge on purpose, take some fucking heart, some balls, some vag, whatever the fuck you got equipped with. Even, no. I was going to say even you non-binary, no. Nah. <laughs> I posted a post... <laughs> about whenever i hear the term non-binary the first thing i think of is well the first thing i think of is if you're non-binary that means you're not man or woman so where does your pee and poo come out of <laughs> damn dude <laughs> how are you non-binary that means you either your plumbing, uh, I forgot who said this, but it's like your plumbing is on the outside or it's on the inside. Like it's not neither. And if it's neither, then you've got like a colostomy bag or, and you know, like something like that. But even then you're, anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> my point is, 
is when you start fucking shit up, the people from your hometown, they want to just kind of acknowledge the lesser version and the, the extreme success version of you. They don't really and won't really support the in-between, in-the-process version. Like, I notice people like the lower level of myself from hometown. Again, I'm generalizing. I'm not talking about everybody. A lot of them support the lower version of me and the more unsure version of me. And then when I post the successful thing, like I post a picture of David Meltzer, or my kids are like something that's, ooh, wow, you know, it's a big success. Boom, a billion different things. But when I start spinning some real ass shit and I start talking about stand up for yourself, practice gratitude, like these things, people are just kind of like fall off and shy away and don't say anything. And then it's all these people that I know from this outside community who step up and are like, bro, you're fucking badass, man. Like, like, I want to stay in touch with you. I fuck with your energy. Like, these are the type of messages. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I thought the people who fuck with me were supposed to be fucking with me. You know, but I realize, yo, most of the people, they don't support the process. And that's the hardest fucking part is when the people who claim they support you don't necessarily do so in the way that you want it. That's where a lot of people fall short. And if you expect to start a business or project, do not 100% do not focus on the people in your circles. There's a handful You could try, and I mean, you probably should try, but understand, they're not going to be the ones to put you on. There's nobody's coming to fucking take you under their wing, mentor you, save you from yourself, all of this shit. You have to do it. There's very small instances, and if it feels like there's a big instance where somebody's like, come and swoop you up, it's like, I'm going to show you the way, it's usually an MLM. It's a pyramid scheme sort of thing. The only time I've had, the two times I've had that happen where somebody's like, bro, like my friend's a multimillionaire. He's going to take us on a yacht. This and that. He's going to show us the way and he's going to hook us up to his community and inner circle. And this and that. I'm like, whoa, like for real? Like, yeah. And I've always had that fantasy of that happening. Like somebody being like, you're the chosen one, you know? And I'm like, that's not how the fuck it works. Nobody's coming to save you. You, I, we, we have to do the work. You know, and I think when you start with gratitude, that's the best place to start. And when we're grateful, it doesn't hurt so much when the people we want to support us in the way that we want it don't. You know, because you could still be grateful. Now, I'm not saying cut them all like, oh, fuck them, this and that. Like, you know, sometimes you might have to. We all come from different places, so I can't speak on your hometown people. But for me, I got love for all my hometown people. I I put on for my hometown. I know Mira Mesa. Mecca Town all day. Like, I represent that shit. And I represent my people. And I've just come to realize and understand that the way that I want people to support from my hometown, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be the way that I fucking want it. You know what I mean? Nobody's coming to put you on. Nobody's coming to save you. You know what I mean? We've got like, there's, you know, there's different women and whoever who are like, oh, I'm like the gold digger type where they try and go and like capture a man and this and that. Like, that's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that. So, I mean, that's kind of it, but that's a whole nother subject and topic. 
So understand that if you're out to start some shit, like for me, when I first started this podcast, I was putting it out. Everyone's like, yeah, I'll listen, this and that, and this and that. Bro, I got the statistics to show who's listening from where, from what device, what app, and uh, <laughs> and in what town. Like, majority of the people who said they were about it, about it, nah, they weren't. I got a handful of homies. And I appreciate you guys. The people who know me and have known me and who listen to my show, I fuck with you guys like major big time. Like, thank you. Because there's some people, whether they listen to the show or not, they still support it. And those are the people that are fucking dope, like extra dope, I should say. You know what I mean? The people that want to see you win. If somebody doesn't want to see you win, don't spend your time arguing about how you're going to make it work and how it will work. And then that person's like, no, whatever. Like, I got told when I first started my swim business that, no, that's a stupid idea. It's not going to work. One of my best friends at the time told me that. And I was like, what? I was just like, bro, I don't remember what I said. But in my head, it's like, dude, like, what the fuck? Fuck you, man. This is going to work. No, nah, man. Blah, blah, blah. And I went back and forth. And I was like, I remember ruining a whole fucking blunt session, smoking session over this, like, fucking, you know, 14 years ago or whatever. And and the whole thing was just enjoyable, unenjoyable, because I was fucking pissed. And I realized, yes, that was a big inspiration for me. At the same time, there was a lot of other opportunities to get into that same sort of back and forth with other people. And I learned, I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, thanks for your input. Because... Most of us don't have as many people doubting us as we like to say or think or feel. We really don't. Like, there's not hater. You know what I mean? Like, I guess there's kind of haters, but there's not really haters. There's just insecure people. You know what I mean? Any person who I've had come and hate on me, they're just insecure with themselves and they can't fathom that what my vision is, is going to work or it's as dope as it really is. You know what I'm saying? Or that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. So that's all that is. So with that being said, a lot of times you got what there's a lot of people will fuck with this. You got to get out of your hometown to see and experience some shit. If you don't ever get out of your hometown, it's I love that hometown thing, but you got to get out. Whether you move away or not, like you got to explore places if you're not going to ever move away or live anywhere different. Like you got to travel. You got to go experience different towns, different culture. Because to me, if I stuck to knowing what I know, I I used to literally think that like every town was filled with bloods and crypts. And I used to literally think that there would be Asian markets on every corner. And I used to literally think that there would be Mexican shops, like good Mexican shops, on every corner. I used to really think that. But it's like, no, 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 no. This is what makes my hometown my hometown. If I go to fucking, I mean, back in the day from like San Diego San Diego to Temecula, it was like night and day difference. And I remember when they first started having some gangsters up there, the first people who were really trying to be gangsters up there were some bloods. I remember you punks from the mall. You guys ain't shit. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> you guys are probably successful adults now. This is like 20 years ago type shit. Um, <laughs> but I remember you guys. 
And you guys didn't fuck with me because I stood up for my motherfucking self. And that's something I'm down for. So it was nine day difference. They didn't. I mean, when I was going to Temecula in the first place, this is like, was it early? Uh, very early thousands. So there was off Winchester, the high school and the Jack in a box and the Arco. And there were that little business thing. I don't even know if that was there next to Jack in a box. That was the only shit there. The promenade wasn't built. The mall wasn't built. Well, the promenade is the mall. All those car dealerships down, uh, what is it, Inez? That shit wasn't there. All those office buildings, those weren't there. All those random stores and malls, the fucking, when you get off Winchester and you see all the um, Carl's Jr., Starbucks, all that shit was just all dirt road back when I used to go there. And we would travel from there to Paris, um, just off-roading and fucking everywhere. I don't, I, I'm trying to think if the airport was there. I think the airport was there. But that was just like a fucking dirt lot too. You know what I mean? And there was like one community. There was like one main community of houses, and a couple like just kind of started spotting up, and then um, it started growing. But I was like, "Yo, where the fuck is the Mexican shop?" Which shout out Desotos. I I haven't been in a while, but Desotos is the best Mexican food in Temecula. Um, it was. I haven't been in a while, but I used to fuck with that place. But I remember there was just nothing. Oh, I used to go back when Pachanga was literally a tent. Pachanga was a white tent. There was no fucking signs. Like, you literally just had to, like, accidentally discover it. Um, we used to go there for the $1.99 steak and eggs. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember we would gamble. Like, they didn't give a fuck, dude. It was just... I, it wasn't ghetto. It was just, like... I mean, I guess it was ghetto. Like, they had cas- it was a casino in a tent. Literally. Um... But it was cool, you know? So my point being is that that blew my mind. Going up there and being like, where's the Asian markets? Where's the Asian people? Where's the gangsters? Where's the this and the that? Those those bloods I was talking about didn't come to like way later and the mall was already built and established. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Well, like, I was just perplexed. Where the fuck is everybody? Where is everything? And then I remember once snowboarding, I went to Victorville and we experienced like this dude being racist as fuck towards us at a gas station because we weren't like we were just some straight outsiders. And I was with all different colored people and they weren't having it. (laughs) That was actually scary as fuck because we got lost in Victorville, which anyway. um, (laughs) So. The thing is, my my point being is that is a very small example. Like Temecula, if you're not familiar with San Diego to Temecula, it's a 45 minute drive, you know, hour and a half with traffic now, whatever, you know, like three hours if it's really fucked. Anyway, this is just like the next town up, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, where the fuck is it? Like, I literally thought there was going to be a Vin Hung, a 99 Ranch, a fucking... Lucky Seafood, all like Seafood City. Where is all the shit? You know what I mean? Like, where are they? Where's the fucking gangsters? Like, wait, I don't have to constantly watch my back? Like, wait, there's not people out here banging on me? Like, wait, where's the Mexican food? Like, wait, why are the tacos? Dude, Jack in the Box cha- tacos were cheaper in Temecula back in the day than they were in San Diego. I swear, I don't, I don't know why they just wore. Anyway, I haven't eaten fast food in a long fucking time. But uh, point being, 
is that if you don't get out of your hometown and you don't take the time to experience and indulge in where these places are and the people there and all this. So then like I take it further. All right. I go to different states. I go to Mexico. I go to TJ, Rosarito, Ensenada. I go to Acapulco. I go to Mazatlan. Go to uh, uh, Ensenada. Go to fucking Cabo. Go to uh, Ixtapa. Go to Zuantanejo. Like all the, you know what I'm saying? Wherever the fuck. And you're like, whoa, this is how you guys live here? And then I took my ass to Peru and I'm like, whoa, this is what it's like here. And then I'm in the city in Peru. And then I'm in the jungle in Peru. And then I'm living in Hawaii. And I lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Temecula. I lived in Imperial Beach. I lived in Mira Mesa, Poway, fucking, I don't know, you know, so visiting different places and experiencing different shit, it really changes your mind and your perspective and your view on how life is. And you realize that the hometown shit that goes on really is a trap in this weird way where it's like, it's a mental trap. And I really got exposed to this when I lived in Hawaii and a bunch of people were like, bro, you've been here for like two months and you've seen more of this Island than like 99% of the people who live here. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, bro, like, oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, bro, (laughs) we stay in our towns. That's why fucking the west side is the west side. That's why the north side is the north side. And I was like, holy fuck, that's the same thing we would do. Oh, east side, west side, blah, blah, blah. Like, what the fuck? And I was like, yo, this is just a fucking trap. Like, you think that what you're doing is, is the right thing or better than or whatever the fuck. And it's just very, like misguided i don't know it's it's strange um but staying in your hometown is a trap if you haven't gotten away get the fuck out of here i mean come back but if you want <laughs> but experience some shit travel somewhere go to somewhere where the culture is just so fucking different that you don't speak the language you know what i mean people who say oh mexico's dangerous blah blah, blah. motherfucker i've had way more dangerous encounters in san diego which is a overall pretty fucking safe place especially this day and age and i've been to mexico you know you go you we walk into tj whatever and it's like yo we literally just cross this fence and the poverty is insane and the drugs and this is just different you see you see shit that you're like this is literally just divided by a fucking wall Like, holy shit, dude, this is how you guys are living? But the thing is, there's this, like, quality to the people of appreciation, and people do what the fuck they know they need to do, and people aren't really, like, wanting or trying to do this or that or all this extra shit. And it's just really mind-opening, you know, and, like, an eye-opening. Same thing, go to Skid Row in L.A. I mean, if you don't know how to protect yourself, don't go walk around or whatever, but, you know, start, watch some videos and then determine if you want to go there, like... I promise you, you go to Skid Row in LA, that will change your fucking life. I don't care what you've seen or where you've been. I've been through the slums in Peru. And I'm telling you, the conditions in Skid Row is worse. That's crazy sounding. I've been. You go and and tell me otherwise. (laughs) Real shit. So... We're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to get into this thing that I'm really fucking excited about. So we're going to take a, uh, we're going to take a message. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
bicycles. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. <laughs> what up, y'all? <laughs> Buenos dias. So, you guys, we've talked about some good shit on this episode so far. Next thing that we're going to get into before we fucking wrap this up like a plate of food at a Filipino party. <laughs> we're going to talk about creativity. Now you're like, that's what you fucking had saved for us. Hold on. Don't tune out yet. <laughs> this is good. Just stick with me for a couple more minutes here. Nah. You know what? Tune the fuck out. Because if you don't want to hear this, you're missing the fuck out. So go ahead. I love you. Peace. Have a beautiful day. You don't need to hear this. For those of you still here, <laughs> think about this. I want you guys to really, really stop. I mean, if you're driving on the freeway, maybe go pull over or just clear your brain. If you're fucking doing something, stop and just just stop. First step, stop what the fuck you're doing smartly, safely. And I want you to look at everything around you. Look at your shirt. Look at the ink, the print, the fabric, the fibers, the design of it. Look at it. depends where you're at. You know, I'm in my house. I, I see the wall. I see this grip tape. I see the ink on the grip tape from the writing. I see the sword behind me. I see this lamp. I see my books. I see my microphone, my computer, my desk, my gold gorilla, my candle, my stapler, my fucking... All this stuff, this picture frame, this pen, this cup, everything. What do you guys see? What's around you? You have a kitchen around you. You got a bedroom around you. You got a bed. You got blinds, windows. Are you in a truck? Are you in your car? Are you in a hotel? Are you riding a bike? Are you taking a walk? Wherever you're at, look around you. Look at all the man-made stuff that exists. Like, just notice all of it, right? Now, hold on. Now, consider that every single thing that you just saw only exists because of creativity. Damn, dude. Somebody's creativity saw it before it existed, imagined it, felt it, thought what it would be like, and fucking made that shit. Like, why the fuck are sidewalks shaped with a fucking 90 degree angle on the corner instead of all rounded? Why the fuck, you know, why are some sidewalks rounded instead of with the 90 degree angle? Why the fuck is my sweater designed the way it is? Who thought of it? Who thought this was possible? I'm wearing a sweater right now that I got in Alaska and it's got these mooses printed on it. Mice. <laughs> multiple mooses is multiple moose is mice. That's a uh, straight from a scientific fact. <laughs> and it's printed. It says Alaska. Like, who thought this was possible and then did it? I've got stickers. Who thought that was possible and did it? I've got this soundboard. Who thought to put the screws over there? Who thought, who thought of all this stuff? Anything around you was literally birthed from somebody's creativity and random idea that they had of what is possible and what can be created and what can be done. So if you so consider that every single thing in life 
exists because of because somebody had the balls and the audacity to be creative and believe in it. Damn, dude. So what is it that we have the audacity to put our creativity into to create, to leave behind that leaves our legacy? You know what I'm saying? It could look like anything. It could be the way that you parent. It could be the way that you fucking talk, walk. It could be the way that you exercise. It could be the way that you fucking make food. It could be the way that you whatever. What's your legacy? What's your mark? What are you going to leave behind via your creativity? Or are you just a fucking slave to society and a closed mind and a fixed mindset to where there's no creativity at all? And I feel like people who lack creativity, not that I'm saying, oh, you need to be creative and artsy at all times, but I'm talking about like creativity is more like creativity is a fucking solid building that got built. Creativity is fucking, you know, chiseling stone. Like it doesn't have to be artsy. Creativity could be the words that we speak. Creativity could be the job that you choose. Creativity could be the way that you you know, the activities you choose to do with yourself or your kids or your family or your friends. Whoa. What the fuck? Bro, that's loud. Um, creativity is literally everything that exists. Everything. Why are things shaped the way they are? Like, why are books shaped this way? Why are the pages the way that they are? How come they don't, you know how we, like in America, we open a book left to right? Well, in China, they open books right to left. And I think Japan, they do it backwards. But at the same time, how come books aren't the other direction where they flip up and you turn the pages up? I'm sure there's some books out there that are like that. Why the fuck? You know, every single thing, like, why is this pen holder shaped the way it is? Why is it the color it is? Who thought of that? Every single thing that you and I see, every single thing you're sitting on, standing in, whatever the fuck, even if it's dirt and it's your bare feet, that's God's creativity or whoever the fuck created us, the universe, whatever, right? Whatever you subscribe to. Which is funny because it's all the same fucking thing. We just call it different shit. So, yeah. Anyway. Where you're sitting, where you're standing, how you're listening to this. What you're li- like, how you're li- whatever device you're listening to this through. That's the result of somebody's creativity. Now. My contribution is these words in this show that you just heard is my creativity. This is my legacy. You guys are listening. You guys are literally listening to my creativity and my vision and my legacy. That's what you guys are hearing right now. And whatever you guys hear and take from this show and this episode and you go do with that information, that's your creativity. You know what I mean? So this is a gift. It's like, It's not, oh, it's a gift for me to you. I mean, it is in a way. I'm not charging anything. I don't make you guys listen to commercials. When I very easily could, I don't fucking do that because this is my legacy. This is my creativity. This is the way that I'm going to fucking make my show because I said so and I want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got other shit I could be doing right now. Trust me. I don't need to sit here for fucking an hour, for two hours recording, editing, uploading, all this shit, dude, I pay to upload this show every month, it costs me like 40 bucks for me to do this every single month, I don't ask for nothing, 
because this is my legacy. This is my creativity. It's bigger than that. I go in, you know how many times I've had my fucking bank account go negative because the, the charge for the show hit and I wasn't fucking ready for it or I wasn't expecting it or I didn't plan accordingly or whatever. It's happened a bunch of times. I don't say shit. I'm not asking for fucking nothing because this is my creativity. My creativity is worth more than whatever the fuck dollar amount you put into it. My freedom, this creativity, what I'm creating, this is a mental sidewalk I'm building. It's a mental bridge. We're building bridges. This show is to connect people. And that's worth more than whatever the fuck I pay for this every year. It's worth more than the time I put into it because this show has helped some people. So this is my creativity that you guys are hearing via somebody all or sorry. This is my creativity. You guys are hearing via everybody else's things of creativity that they've created in life and put forth for us to be able to do this for me to have this platform. I don't know how to build a microphone. I don't know how to get my voice to other people. If I had to fucking, if you put me on an Island, how long would it like? I think Joe Rogan said this It's like, if you put us on an Island, how long would it take till we could build a cell phone? You know what I mean? It's like I, that that's not happening in my lifetime. If you put me on an Island, like we started with fucking dirt, water, fire, and air. How the fuck do we have cell phones that communicate magically to each other? That is insane, dude. Like we started with dirt, plants, trees, maybe some fucking animals, some wind, some fire on this big fucking rock we call earth or this big fucking ball of water, I guess more so, you know what I'm saying? So think about it. It's like, dude, what? That's the power of creativity. It's not like, oh, art. I mean, it is that. And it's also serious structure. Creativity is schools, sidewalks, buildings, roads, trucks, tools, food, recipes, ideas, language, culture. All of this shit exists because of creativity in some way, shape or form that somebody put into the world so we can so they leave that legacy behind. We get to experience it and we just fucking take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? How many of you stopped and been like, damn, I'm so appreciative of these headphones I'm listening to this through or for the phone that whatever or the Internet that allows me to do this or my computer that whatever. Like we just skip over it. But, dude, we're participating in people's lifelong dreams and legacy. All the shit you're doing and indulging in was birthed out of a fucking out of dirt. (laughs) air, fire, wind. It's just, we started with the elements. How the fuck do we have this stuff? You know what I mean? Somebody was crazy enough and had the audacity to be like, you know what? We can make magic fucking little boxes we carry around in our pocket and talk to each other across the world fucking magically. Let me see. How do you do that? I don't fucking know. It's beyond me. So The best that I could do rather than figure it out because it's already created. I don't need to necessarily figure it out. So what I'll do is use that and create the next fucking leg, create the next branch, create the next bridge, create the next whatever the fuck I can build out of what doesn't exist yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm creating the show to build things that don't exist. Nobody else can see it. I know what I'm creating. And so other people have ideas and experience and feel it. But at the same time, the bigger picture, it, it just, it hasn't even happened yet, but I see it 
I feel it. I see where it's going. And I believe in it because if this fucking magic technology we're all indulging in right now is possible out of just the basic fucking elements of life, yo, what the fuck else can we do? How we need to appreciate this shit, man. And when we appreciate shit, we can create shit because we understand where our place and our relation to these things and these items are, exist, and live. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. That's why I had you guys fucking hold tight because, yo, quality, authenticity, self-understanding, gratitude, that's what the fuck this motherfucking show is about. So... I appreciate you guys. Make sure you go tell a friend, a loved one. Give us a five-star written review. Give us a follow, whatever the fuck, or not. But uh, just understand. Consider everything we just spoke about. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Make it the best day ever. I fucking love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And it is what it is. Much love, guys. Peace. Damn, dude.